0: Hello, welcome back to another edition of the I Am Always right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendeika. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. We are rolling today, guys. We've got so much to go over. We're talking disease to start the show. We're talking the coronavirus. If you haven't heard enough about it, you're about to hear a little bit more. But it's effect on your favorite sports, your favorite athletes, your favorite events. We're going to be talking about that. We're going to let, and then we're going to end the first half of the show once again with another Merc Zone mock draft, our highly, our highest rated segment of the show By far, the draft is coming, guys. We have a lot of good stuff coming up your way, especially football-wise pertaining to your Detroit Lions, so be sure to stay tuned every single week for that. Then later on in the second half of the show, we're going to be talking some Big Ten basketball. We're checking in again once again with Michigan, Michigan State, as they go into the Big Ten tournament play right before March Madness. And then we've also got... Uh, We're going to be talking some wrestling awards. Dave Meltzer and the Wrestling Observer handed out some awards this year. Some shockers, maybe some not. We're going to check in there. Lots of great stuff to be going on. And of course, we're going to check in with our St. Louis Battlehawks and the League of the XFL as a whole. Let's talk about them and hopefully their viability for the future. But Mike, let's just jump right in first to this coronavirus thing. Everybody... And their mother is talking about this thing, right? It's it's the new swine flu. It's the new this. It's the new that. Whatever, right? Um, but but the but the whole point that we you know we want to talk about is its effect on sports. Its effect on you know we have now seen uh, some professional soccer leagues have come out and said, yeah, we're gonna basically not let fans come just because a huge congregation of people that has now bled over a little bit into the American sports scene, not as, uh, not as an official action yet, but the NBA has kind of issued a warning saying that, you know, we may not have fans come to some of these games. Only the exact amount of people that we need to run a basketball game wouldn't have to come. Obviously, um, your thoughts on that first before we get into some of the player responses.
1: Um, I think it's a little <clears> insane <throat> to go this crazy on this virus. Yeah. But at the same time I'm okay with the concerns yeah. of, you know of of it mm-hmm. and like people not wanting to go to events yeah, because sure. of it and everything. But I think it's a little like extreme. I think if you wash your hands enough yeah. and if you Proper hygiene proper hygiene <laughs> and everything, I think you should be perfectly fine. Yeah. And there's not too many <clears> at least Based in the US, there's not too many cases as of right now. Yeah. So, um, going to these events, there's a very, uh, there's not as much of a likelihood of getting it. Even though the Seattle Dragons from the XFL, someone working there has it, I guess. Oh, geez. It came out. Good Lord. So, they're freaking out a little bit. But, yeah, right. for the most part, I think yeah. most of the place is fine. So, I think it's a little crazy. Right.
0: You know, it, it, the precaution, right? There's obviously now this stigma. It was almost like, all right, what's the coronavirus for so long? It's overseas. Now it's here, and it's like, okay. excuse me, that everyone is now kind of trying, is freaking out a little bit. You know, everyone's, you know, you can't get certain types of masks anymore to protect yourself, all that good stuff. Um, It's one of those things, you know, luckily Detroit fans probably don't have anything to worry about because no one's going to anybody's games anyway right now. (laughs) But nonetheless, um, thoughts on some of the players' reactions, So the biggest one probably coming from LeBron, basically saying, if there's no fans, I'm not playing. So, you know, and he was just like, that's just stupid. He was, he is... Way against the whole thing. Yeah. So, thoughts on LeBron, your boy, coming out and basically saying, uh, screw that, I'm not coming in, I don't care what you tell me, I'm resting that day. Yeah. Um. Well,
1: I totally <clears throat> agree, because they were talking about having March Madness have yeah. games without people in oh, the geez. arena. That would and be, that would it's be, just like the atmosphere. Of, can you imagine, like, a game-winning it, shot from an underdog, see a team, and then... No Nothing. one's there. <laughs> just getting out to He made it. Yeah. the announcers like, good job.
0: He made it. <laughs> and like, the one fan goes, yay. <laughs> yeah, like, I couldn't, like, I think, I think the
1: whole point of sports is the atmosphere. Yes. Especially in the high, like for some games, he might not play just because of the team yeah. that they're playing and right. stuff. Yeah. But like these big hyped caliber games, if he's playing the Clippers or the Bucks mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Toronto, like one of these yeah. bigger teams yeah, and there's sure. no one in the crowd. Yeah. What's the incentive to play? Right. Because for the most part, his incentive at this point in his career, also for him specifically, is like the fan service of these tickets are six thousand dollars because you want to see me play, right. so I'm going to go play. Right. But if you're not going to be there because of right. the virus and stuff, and there's yeah. going to be empty arena, right? I have no playing. incentive to play right now, and that's yeah. for like every single sport. Do too, you think that? Player. But do you
0: think though that he is forgetting about the fan at home? Like we're not in L. A. We can't go watch the Lakers play every single week. Like like. If I'm if I'm making a scheduled program where I want to watch Lakers Bucks, right, maybe mm-hmm. it's a preview of the NBA Finals for me. Yeah. And he's just like, nah, screw it, because there's no fans in the crowd. Do you think that's doing a disservice to the fans? Say like us, right? Where yeah. we're maybe fans of him or, you know, that we still want we still enjoy watching him play mm-hmm. and watching that matchup, but now he's not gonna play because there's no fans actually in the arena?
1: Um, I think it's different to the home audience yeah. because especially nowadays like yeah. I would feel like if we were in like a Jordan era where mm-hmm. it wasn't as easy to find these games yeah and the only time you can watch Jordan is on these but national primetime games prime right. time or games, they're playing your team or they're playing the Detroit Pistons yeah. or whatever right. it is I think that would be a lot harder because now he's sitting out those national TV games now you're like, now I'm never gonna see this guy play right where now I think there are ways around mm-hmm. you can watch just about any game right NBA, TV, NBA everyone, TV teams have their own channels now yeah That's crazy. So, right. I I think that there's less to that only because yeah. there are ways mm-hmm. to find LeBron James games or yeah. any players games right. to where if he misses a few because there's no fans in the crowd yeah I'm like okay but like the next game I'm going to be able to watch when he right. does play or whatever. Right. So sure, it's not a for detriment sure. Detriment to me. Yeah, for sure. That's just something
0: you know that I've seen kind of some people on Facebook and you know and other social media that are kind of going out there and be like, well, I still want to watch you play. I don't live in L.A., or I do live in L.A., yeah. but I, I don't have tickets. I, I would know, I'm like, I
1: would prefer to see him play, yes. Yeah, right. But if there's no fans there and he's like, I, I'm playing mm-hmm. because these fans are here to I, watch me play, I mean, we, I, don't, I can't blame you for not playing. Can
0: you imagine the production value on that? It would be so crappy where it's like all you hear is squeak, 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 I, exactly. Oh, my God. There's, like, no momentum. It would be so funny. It'd be like, they got the momentum now. How could you tell? How could you tell? (laughs) Yeah, they made three shots Their their bench is louder than that bench. Like, I would just be like, I feel like they'd have to turn the mics down because you'd probably hear more, like, of, like, the trash talk and stuff. Like, 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 whoa. Just hear some F-bombs. You know what I mean? Like, or whatever. Like, I feel like those kind of things, they'd have to, like check on themselves a little bit cuz I feel like that would be just a recipe for disaster. And plus, too, you know, from a business perspective, you don't have the best player in the world playing on a primetime game or whatever. You're losing money because of that because I'm not I'm not watching like like, if if you're just an average NBA fan, which is what I guess I can call myself right now, the Pistons aren't in it. I don't watch every single game. I'll watch the playoffs, but mm-hmm. you're you're way more in depth on basketball than I am. So like you'll watch the game probably regardless of LeBron playing or not. Yeah. If they're playing, say the Bucs or something like that. Yeah. But I may not maybe like, oh the Bucks and Lakers playing. No, LeBron. All right. Well, the Bucks are probably gonna get this one. All right. Next, yes. you know what I mean. So it's. I think you hurt your viewership, obviously, which you know ties into revenue and ratings yeah. and all that stuff. So I think there's there's a there's a balancing yeah. act the NBA is trying to to try. Yeah, to match I also
1: there. would argue to that point though. If there's no fans there, the game just feels a lot less. Oh my and gosh. And then like I feel like people are just gonna tune out. Even anyway, it does right. But, yeah. Like if you're having. This huge, like, mammoth matchup. Can you ima- I just, matchup I just imagine
0: the shot of the court and there's just nobody no, yeah. there? Like, That's what I mean. Like, nobody. there's absolutely
1: nobody there. So, like, you're just hearing the squeak, squeak, squeak of the court. I'm like, I don't know if I want to watch <laughs> that either, to be honest it's with like you. It's like watching
0: NBA Black Court on 2K. Yep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's fantastic. All right. Obviously, something to monitor. I'll be, I might watch the first one if it's like a string of games just to see what the heck's going to happen because. Once again, I think it would be hilarious. Like can you imagine a football game going on with no fans? Like That's baseball I mean. baseball's pretty quiet already, so yeah. it's a little bit different. But like a game where like you are definitely affected by crowd noise and like yeah. that much. Like can you imagine swing? Seattle
1: Seahawks, one of the loudest stadiums yeah. and having not a single fan in there? Oh and how gosh. that affects it. Like oh why like who's gonna watch? I mean, yeah. There's no fan noise. Yeah. That's why our big man over here, Kyle, yeah. he's not here today, right. But he watches couch football for the crowd. Right. Like he watches Penn State, Michigan because the crowd is so loud. Right. When there's no Crowd, it's like it's just yeah. Like this just, is just below average yeah, football yeah.
0: <laughs> for sure. All right, let's shit low. Well, obviously, we'll we'll monitor the situation. You know, if it actually goes down, we'll be the first to kind of tell you guys about it. Obviously, for that. But let's now let's shift now to our highest rated segment of the show, the Merc Zone Mock Draft Corner. It's my favorite segment of the show by far um i love draft time i love free agency time next week be sure to tune in we are doing a full free agency primer what does that mean that means the nfl free agency is going to be in full effect uh wednesday march 18th that's when at 4 p.m is when people are eligible to sign so before that we are going to get ahead of the game we're going to be talking all free agency stuff as it pertains to detroit lions maybe some other big name free agents that we predict where they're going to go maybe some lions are going on some other places so Lots of stuff to talk about there. That'll be an exciting time for everybody involved. Uh, but Mike, let's just jump right in now to this mock draft. Who is this by? Um, it's not by Bucky Brooks, is it? No, okay, it's by good, Chad Reuter. Me. Okay,
1: but he updates as of yesterday. So okay, yeah, that's I, I good. like this update status that we're. Yeah, well, here. it's
0: good. You know, yeah, we you know we talked about early on. You know, a couple. You know, a month ago, two months ago, where we talked about. You know, some of this may shift just a little bit. Mm-hmm when it comes to uh, the draft board because of the combine, mm-hmm. right? So now, you know, maybe Henry Ruggs was a fringe first round talent. Now he runs a four two. Now all of a sudden he's in the teens, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, those kind of guys, you know, uh the tackle from Iowa, he runs a blazing forty, shows his athleticism. He's now maybe taking the number one tackle spot over, say, you know, the guy from Louisville or the tackle from, from Alabama. So a little bit of movement here. Not a ton maybe at necessarily the top of the board, I'm assuming, but let's just surrender this is from nfl.com is that who is yes, it is? This? okay NFL. okay
1: all right um uh, there are trades in this one there are trades okay is this um, how
0: many rounds is this two three three, three? okay good and yeah.
1: i'm trying to figure out i don't think it tells me exactly what they the compensation th- what, yeah the compensations for okay. everything okay so um we're just gonna, kinda to we're guess, gonna do our best oh it kind of does okay uh we'll, we'll do our best okay what for sure say.
0: for sure all right so cincinnati Burrow. yes washington chase young Nope. Oh, no, I knew when, was going This count. is Can the
1: uh, Washington Redskins. will pick Tua, Tagovailoa. Valoa. Wow. All
0: right, what's the rationale there? Because I'm interested in that.
1: Tua's talent is certainly worthy of this pick, and it would be easy to see Ron Rivera wanting this young man in the building, even if it means parting ways with Dwayne Haskins. They just sees him as a great talent and better than Dwayne Haskins.
0: Well, okay, so now let's talk. Let's break that down here just for a second because what we've seen now, we've seen a a couple different things come out of the Redskins camp, right? They've they've said that they are interested. They're they're taking the quarterback evaluation seriously. Yeah. What does that mean? Exactly. Every team should take every evaluation seriously. Um, We've heard news now that the Dwayne Haskins pick was an owner pick, meaning that you know it wasn't maybe you know, the GM or the team president, whatever his name was, Bruce Allen, I think, you know, it wasn't his call. It was a ownership, like, no, we want this guy to be the quarterback, yada, yada, yada. So maybe that goes against you know, what the rest of the team was saying mm-hmm. or for whatever reason. So there's that a little bit of information out there. You need a franchise quarterback clearly to start this off. The Redskins D-line has already a lot of first-round players on that squad. So it's, you know, some people are in the camp saying that maybe they go away from Chase Young just because they think Rivera mm-hmm. can make that D-line see its full potential yeah. without Chase Young. And then you have the other camp where you go, wow, Jonathan Allen, um, Deron Payne, And now Chase Young, all on the same line, damn. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, there's two different camps there. I'm a little shocked by that. Does it say compensation? No, it's not. Oh, no, you didn't trade. You you just took him. That throws everything into a frenzy, honestly. Um So that means I'm assuming then the Lions take Chase Young? Yes. Okay. And
1: also going back to number two, I think that's a crazy pick. I think you almost have to pick Chase Young because I think that you're not going to be good enough and you're going to get a top three pick next year anyway. Right. And I think if you're going to move up a quarterback, I think Trevor Lawrence is a guy that Mm -hmm. you can upgrade to. Oh, yeah, for sure. And if you get Chase Young this year, build up that D line, and -hmm. then you get Trevor Lawrence next year, Mm -hmm. I think you're in a fast path to be at least a good team moving forward. Right.
0: And and, and we've seen now, right? The Niners are a perfect example of that where they had a dominant. Defensive line, it makes everybody in the defense better. It makes your offense, who maybe doesn't have to go put up twenty-eight points a game. Exactly. It only you can run the ball, control the clock, and knowing your defense is going to get five or six three-and-outs on an eight or nine possession game. Yeah, you're you're rolling. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So. There's there's obviously difference in philosophy there. As Lions fans, you're either really happy with this mm-hmm. or you're really bummed because I feel like now people are kind of starting to shift out a little bit. You're either in the, no, I want Chase Young camp, mm-hmm. so let's pray to God that somebody either trades with Washington or Washington takes Tua and then we get Chase Young. But I've also seen quite a few people now starting to go, yeah, but it's almost like, yeah, we take Chase Young, that's great, but if we could trade down to five or six and get Jeff Okuda – and then still get an additional first or a couple seconds or whatever the case may be. That may be better off long term. Yes. So there's there's a couple different things. So third, we take Chase Young. What's is the rationale basically? The best player in the draft. The yeah, lines are
1: thrilled to see the best defender in the class
0: followed. Right, basically with Right, exactly. So in this case, right, they take him, They run to the podium. Right. I am. You know, the longer we talk about this and the more we break this down, I feel like I am. It's getting harder for me to just go yes. Chase Young, like, yep, yeah, done, right? It almost feels like for me, in a dream scenario, it's like, all right, either A, if he's there and we take him, he better be the best thing I've ever seen, right? Mm-hmm. Or the other scenario being for me, it's, all right, Washington takes him, therefore there's nothing else the Lions could have done, mm-hmm. so the backlash of him not coming here is is like you can't you can't do it you know what I mean which allows us then trade back a little bit hopefully right and kind of go from there yeah. um let's go let's go to the Giants they take in Werfs
1: um uh, here's the interesting thing so this is where the first trade comes in oh Washington trades down no you know, or, I mean Ma- Miami or, trades yeah. up a spot to Ooh. get Justin Herbert wow okay
0: so rationale being Chargers are behind him. Yes. Right, chargers make try May to. try hop. to get the hop, right? And
1: it, it kind of says that they're kind of doing a bears move, mm-hmm. where they they really need a quarterback, and they they just want to secure it. They, they need to secure the guy, right. And they only give up, they give up a second round pick and a twenty twenty one middle round pick mm-hmm. to move up the spot. So mm-hmm. I don't think
0: I think they want um, to give up more than that. Uh, just, just based off what the I mean, the Bears gave up everything to yeah. get to get Trubisky. But I think also in this scenario, I think that the Chargers, if they are in the quarterback market, which I think they are, um, and they don't sign anybody like Teddy Bridgewater or Brady yeah. or whoever in free agency, that you would I, I feel like you're going to have to give up more than just that pick and a, and a, and a couple middle rounds. Yeah. I feel like another first rounder has to be involved there. So yeah. the so five. Whatever pick later on that first round, and then probably a third, and yeah. then something next year, in, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, it, the chart, maybe, that we went over a couple weeks ago, that probably doesn't, the math doesn't work there, mm-hmm. but going from what the Chargers would be willing to offer you to top that, yeah. right? It's kind of, you get into that bidding yeah. war at that point. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a bidding war. I'm,
1: I guess, you know, just assuming that the Chargers just didn't move up. Right, or, right, or right, right.
0: Yeah, for sure, for there. sure. And it's hard to predict that, obviously, oh, yeah. those conversations. You know, sometimes when you see those trades, you go, Wow, they gave up a lot to go grab whatever guy, right? Okay, so they take Justin Herbert, three quarterbacks in the first four picks. Craziness. Mm -hmm. All right, so then Washington, or uh, New York, I keep saying Washington. New York then is number five. I'm assuming they take Isaiah Simmons?
1: They don't. They take
0: Meekum Bectum, the offensive
1: tackle. Louisville guy ran fast. Mm -hmm. Um, Very high, I guess. Yeah, the only reason
0: why I said Simmons is just because, you know, they need linebacker help there in New York, yeah. right? And Dave Gettleman's a wild card, so it's mm-hmm. kind of one of those where you just say, throw your hands up and go. I don't know what the hell this guy's gonna do. You know what I yep. mean? But great pick for him. You know, if they think he's the number one tackle on the board, protect Daniel Jones. Give you know, yep. give Saquon another guy to help him out. Pair him up with Will Hernandez at guard, and you've got a pretty and pretty nice little combination there. Along with Zeitler, the other guard that they uh, traded for, Cle- traded uh, what's his nuts from uh, Olivier Vernon mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for. So. Good offensive line shaping up there.
1: And then number six, the Chargers will take quarterback Jordan Love.
0: Wow. Okay, so that's a bit, I think, is a bit of a reach there. Yeah. Just because I feel like that's a reactionary pick at that yeah. point where it's like, imagine you have the number six pick, Mike, and you're taking theoretically the fourth-best quarterback on yeah. on the board. That's not okay. You know what I mean? I feel like at that point, Trey Beck, if you can, mm-hmm. you know, you've got Jeff Okuda, Derek Brown, Isaiah Simmons all standing there, and you, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like... Geez, you know, um, let's talk real quick, though, about the Chargers. There's some news been coming out of there where there's been some speculation that uh, some from some of these draft guys, Daniel Jeremiah uh, has come out and kind of said he thinks that the Chargers will be more likely to move up and trade up with the Lions rather than Miami. Miami, I think they there's some, you know, I don't know if there's rumblings if he's got an inside track, but basically that Miami is okay with both Herbert and and Tua, mm-hmm. so they they may just sit back with the amount of needs that they have, the depth that they have in this draft, right at wide receiver, defensive back, defensive line, where you can kind of say maybe we stay at five. Let whatever quarterback falls to us at five. Go get his number one weapon at 21 or whatever the next pick is, right? And just stockpile these great athletes rather than having to sacrifice a couple of those picks to move up to three to secure a guy that maybe we that we're they're so close neck and neck on our board that it doesn't matter for us, they both fit. Whatever we're trying to run, what would you think of that? Do you think that there's any any real validity to that, or do you think if you're Miami, you need to go get the guy if you think you if you have a guy? Well, I guess in that scenario though, yeah. you don't have a
1: guy, right? And I think so. At that point, I don't think you can trade up, yeah, because you only trade up when you're like that is the, the man, right. Like, right? like, I think honestly, if you, I that's why I don't think the lines are super. In on the Chase Young thing because mm-hmm. I think if we were dead set on Chase Young has to be the pick, I think we would try to trade up to number two to get right. him, mm-hmm. knowing that Washington and we'd give up the yard for him. Right. So I don't think that like I think the Lions would be okay getting Okuda or Simmons, mm-hmm. and if it just gets lucky and he falls, it's fine. Yeah. So I don't think, I don't think the Dolphins think that oh to us the man or Herbert's the man like they right. haven't decided yet. Right. So right. at that point, I think it's okay to just sit back right. and go mm-hmm. we'll just see what we can get because right. that's kind of what the Lions are doing right now is they're like going. If Chase Sung, they, they will just him.
0: I know a lot of people are freaking out right now because they were at Auburn. You know, yeah. both Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia were at Auburn. Derek Brown's there. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a little bit scary. I'm not gonna lie, just yeah. because if they take a defensive lineman at three, mm-hmm. and you've got all this other playmakers. I know Derek Brown's a highly rated prospect, but out of the three guys that, without Chase Young being in that mix, the three guys, yeah. if you're ranking it them, it's Okuda, Simmons, and Derek Brown. Yeah. So no offense, but especially if Slay's gone. Mm-hmm. You better be right, <laughs> kind of thing. But but yeah. But to your point though, right? If if they're so highly, cl- if they're so close, and maybe that shakes out a little bit after Tua's pro day, right? Maybe he goes out and he's just like phenomenal, right? He's yeah. growing to two of the three of the best wide receivers in the draft, anyway. Um, you know, maybe that changes some people's opinions where they go, "Holy crap, this dude is phenomenal," or it's the thing where it's like, "Yeah, it's good." Yeah. But what's the difference? You know what I mean? It's just pick your flavor at that point. Yeah, exactly. I
1: think think the Chargers are more like, I think the Chargers are going to have a dead set guy. mm -hmm.
0: I think the Chargers aren't going to need a dead set guy, and I also think the Chargers are in a... They're in a rougher spot than Miami is. I know that's weird to say. Miami has all this draft capital, right? So they have the ability to kind of... They have the ability to control the draft completely, right? The Chargers, though... They're in a weird situation where they've got Keenan Allen's going to be a free agent, Mike Williams could potentially be a free agent. They just re-signed Eckler, mm-hmm. right? But they don't have they just traded um Okung for a guard with Carolina. They don't have a they don't have a quarterback there right now of any sort of substance. The defense is okay, not great. They have they're a team that's like, I don't know, where do you start? It's yeah. kind of, you know what I mean? Like what do you do? You've got a lot of big name players on your team that could potentially be leaving mm-hmm. along with the fact that you don't have three first round picks. You don't have the ability. You know what I mean? So if you're gonna trade up, it means either you're gonna you're gonna sell the farm this year or you're gonna have to mortgage your future. So they're gonna be like super like, we have to get this right, because if we don't, mm-hmm. we're we're screwed for the next five years. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think it's a I think it's a little bit of a different, you know, philosophy and a little bit two sides of different coins because Miami is saying, yeah, we're bad. We're probably gonna be bad next year too. But We have all these pieces now that we can build off of. Say we get a number one wide receiver. Say we get AJ Espinenza, the defensive back or defensive end from Iowa, as a pass rusher, and we still get Tua or Herbert. Okay, now I got three pieces I can build off of with whatever else I have.
1: And I think the Chargers also they have a a fantastic team pressing down on them Mm -hmm. in Kansas City where they're going, man, we have to get this right and win 12 games or we're not not getting in. And we're going to be a wild card team. It's going to be hard. Where I think. No matter what you want to say about the Patriots, I think Wait. they're on. They're not maybe on a decline, but, but they're not nearly. They're as not. They're best.
0: not. It's not one here and then everybody else oh, yeah. is way down. So here I think anymore. Miami right. looks at it and goes, "Buffalo's good."
1: Like all the teams are
0: okay, like, okay, good right, right yeah. now. Right.
1: But there's not the Patriots are and, like and Miami and
0: has the best chance because of all this draft okay. capital and they have the most cap space where they could easily go and jump the Bills, yeah, and jump the Jets yes. immediately yeah. and go. We're right there. Yeah. So yeah. it's us in New England, and if New England doesn't have Brady. And yeah. they don't give more weapons to whoever the quarterback is next year. Yeah. Good luck, New England. Yeah, it ain't exactly. Happening. That's what I mean. So I think yeah.
1: I think the Miami can look at and go, we have yes. a we have a future there. Yeah, where Chargers are like right. our future window is like right now a mini square.
0: Right. A, for sure. All right, let's go to the second round here, real quick. We we've, we've been breaking down the first part of this draft here. I think that's where all the fireworks are really going to happen. So yeah. let's go. Let's go round two. Um, you know, so all right, so lions get Chase Young right defensive yep. end. Um, I, I mean, do they go... They could go offensive line here. They could go defensive backfield still. I'm going to say they take some sort of a defensive back just based off of... I'm assuming Slay's gone.
1: Um, so, no, they take an offensive guard... They take a LSU, I had, Damian I, Lewis. See, I, freaking,
0: I knew that. I had a feeling they were going to go offensive line, and yeah. I still went against my gut anyway. Yeah. I, I'm like the worst GM ever. <laughs> yeah. uh, who are the picks that go right before that? Before him, though? Right before? Yeah. Um,
1: Cole Kemet, tight end. Kay. Denzel, Mims, wide receiver to the Bengals. Yeah. And then late first round, we got... Uh, phew, let me just zip down to the bottom of the yeah. first round here. Mm-hmm. DeAndre Swift to Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Troll Burgess, safety... Josh Jones, offensive tackle.
0: No, nobody, nobody of no, nobody sure. of like big right. names. Yeah, service right. There. Okay, just, thought, just I was just interested to see, just who, to see where it was right. Did Grant Del go already? Uh,
1: no, he goes after to Miami. Ooh.
0: Yes, yeah, see, I would like that pick. Grant Delpit's a hell of a safety. I really like that. so it's J.K.
1: Dobbins. He goes later in the second. Oh, too. man.
0: Man, you're really killing me. This last draft, my last, the last draft we did was better because we got Dobbins in the
1: third. <laughs> and then in the third round, um, we pick up Christian Fulton, cornerback out of LSU. Okay. All right. Well, so that's, that's not... that's where we get yeah, the corner.
0: That's, not, that's where we get the corner. I mean, you know, you three needs, right? Clearly, you know, it's... It's weird. It's hard to predict Bob Quinn's second and third round picks because I feel like there's always guys on on our boards that we go, mm-hmm. oh right, right, here, perfect layup. You know what I mean? Like when, in the second round like, a couple years ago, Darius Geist, right, was like a guy that we were like, if he fell, mm-hmm. you know, let's go. Nope, <laughs> Just yeah. completely just nope. Always so like, one thing before. Yeah, right. Or or it was something where it's like, where the hell did this guy come? like? Tavai last year, when he goes, who the what yeah. the hell is happening right yeah, now? You know. That guy? Right, and then you find out New England was interested in them, and you go, all right, I guess it makes sense. And everyone, you know, so obviously some wild cards there. I'm very interested, you know, free agency is coming up, so this is going to have a clear effect on what I think mock drafts come out, you know, in the next couple weeks here. Draft is, you know, a little over, you know, it's almost – You know, it's less than two months away now, right? So we're almost there, end of April. We're getting close, so Mm -hmm. it's an exciting time. All right, after the break, we're going to be talking some XFL. We've got some Big Ten basketball right before March Madness, and we're going to be talking some Pro Wrestling Observer Awards to end the year, some big names, winning some big-time awards, maybe some shockers. I don't know. We'll talk about it all after this, after the break. Stick around. Stop what you're doing. Go right now. Stop what you're doing and go to I'mAlwaysRightPC.com and make sure you subscribe to the show. I can't say enough. Guys, I don't understand what's going on with the world today. We got coronavirus. We got all these other things. We're going to have the turtle flu at some point, I'm sure. But before any of that stuff hits, be sure to be subscribed to the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. Because if you're not, what are you going to do? Cable's out. Maybe the internet's gone, but you know what you can do? You can download our podcast, the entire library, whether it's on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Download all those episodes and you'll have hours, countless hours of entertainment every single day of the week. I can't recommend it enough for you guys. We want to make sure that we are with you, we are you guys are getting the best content possible, and we can only do that with you guys subscribing and keep on listening. So make sure, stop what you're doing. Go ahead. Go subscribe right now. I am always right PC.com. Go and subscribe to the show. You have all the links to all the podcasting sites that we are on. Also find our YouTube page on there as well. Make sure you subscribe to that. All that good stuff every single week, Monday 7 a.m., Wednesday 7 a.m. It is the best content you will find anywhere else in the sports world. You will find it right here on this show. So make sure whatever you're doing, stop, subscribe, and we thank you. Now here's part two of this week's episode. And welcome back to part two of episode 67. Let's just jump right in, Mike. Big 10 basketball action. We are wrapping up another college basketball season. Number, what, 25 ranked Michigan Wolverines? Where's the Spartans ranked right now? The teens? 25. The the Spartans are? Oh, the Spartans? Yeah. Uh, They're 16. 16. Yeah, okay. I was like, wait. I'm like, wait. Am I going crazy? Okay. I was like, yes, you are. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Spartans get a bye going into the Big 10 title or Big 10 tournament. For whatever reason, right? Michigan plays. I think Rutgers to start off the start uh, off the they tournament.
1: Pro- they will be yes. Yeah. More than so.
0: Like. We've got, you know, we're we're ending the we're ending the year, right? Michigan had an up and down year, state similar, you know, it's weird. They've kind of taken similar paths, I think this year. You know, at, at some point both really hitting their peak and it was like, "Wow, this is a super complete team." To, yeah, I don't really see where they're going to go in the in, in March. And now we're back to kind of like, "Well, they're they're average, right? They're good, they're not great. They don't do anything particularly well." You know, Michigan State relies heavily on Cassius Winston to get him through. Michigan relies way too much on the three ball. Um, you know, so let's just jump right in here, though. Y- your thoughts first off, who do you got winning the tournament? Number one, right? The the Big Ten tournament, not yes. not not March not March Madness. We may be doing a quick hitter episode. We're doing basically breaking on an entire "I Am Always Right" sports podcast March Madness bracket. So, uh, Mike hopefully, sure, Kyle will be here. Yeah, hopefully, too. Kyle. Hopefully, Kyle will be here. The Whale Man. Uh, you know, Mike's really into March Madness. He breaks it down for us, gives us all the statistics on that. We did it last year, so if you guys enjoyed that, it's going to be coming your way in a quick hitter episode. But as far as this, as far as this tournament goes, you know, Michigan's won it a couple years. Michigan State won it last year uh, in a really close game uh, against Michigan. So, what, what's your thoughts on this year? Who's getting this tournament dub this season? Kind of getting some really big momentum going into March Madness. Yeah.
1: Um, if I'm going to put my money on, actually, Michigan State this year. Really? Yes. Um, reason being is, I think, being a top three seed... You're not going to really play the high-caliber opponents, especially if you can win. Mm -hmm. Today, they play Ohio State as of this recording. If they win that game, then they're the number two seed, I believe, Mm -hmm. meaning that they play a lot of the lower seeds before they will get to the eventual probably the one seed in Wisconsin or Maryland or whatever. But I think... um, College basketball is a lot of like star driven talent. Yes. If you don't have the complete team. Right. Like I think last year you saw Texas Tech just had the complete defensive team. Right. And that got them to where they did, but they mm-hmm. couldn't win because they didn't have the scoring. Right. I think State's very good as a team, and I think you do have that guy in Cassius Winston that at the end of the game, two minutes left, you're like, Who's we the need a bucket? You know it's going to Cassius Winston and right. he's probably gonna make the and shot. try to stop it. Yeah, right. so um I give it to Michigan State only for that reason, but yeah. I think the runner up or whoever's gonna be there with them will Probably be Maryland, yeah, and yeah. it'll be a very high quality game too.
0: Yeah, for sure, absolutely. You know, you look at it. You know, Michigan State once again, right around this time, it's like Izzo turns the switch on. It's like, okay, we're ready to be, you know, the team all over again. You know, for yeah. whatever reason, they always kind of pull it together. Izzo gets his team ready to play in those big games. You know. It's kind of, you know, we've always accused Michigan State of kind of falling in big ta- in big games as far as football-wise. Mm. But basketball, I feel like it's almost the complete opposite most of the time where, you know, Izzo makes chicken salad out of nothing, mm. you know, a lot of times. So it's really... You really, really, really are looking forward to the Spartans really kind of taking up their game to another level. Um, and I'm I'm right there with you. I think I mean I think Michigan State is a perfect team to win this thing. I think Maryland's gonna give them a hell of a fight. Yeah. You know I don't I don't foresee Michigan doing anything anything major in this. No, because they're gonna
1: they're gonna hit. Um, they probably will get Rutgers in the first yeah, round. Yeah, I, I think they beat Rutgers. So I think they could beat Rutgers, but then you're playing the one seed, which right, right now would be Wisconsin. Right. Possibly could be Michigan State as right. the one. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where Michigan's gonna fall. Off. Yes. Is around that exactly. time now, if
0: they play Michigan State, I think they got a better shot. Honestly, I think they, yeah, they do yeah. Wisconsin, but either way, I think that if if they run into any of those teams, whether it's Wisconsin, Maryland, or Michigan State, I think you're really hurting. Mm-hmm. There, once again, what you just you just hit the nail on the head. Though Michigan does not have the guy, right? I yeah. mean, they wish they did. They wish that Livers was, was the guy, way. right? And but at times really. he has been, yeah. but. The injuries and everything else, he hasn't been able to get going full time. You don't have a guy, right? Yeah. You have a you have a great collection of good good players, solid players, but you don't have Cassius Winston. You don't have name a guy from an, you know what I mean like you don't have that person ready to take over. You know what I mean? So because of that, I I just think that they're not they're not there yet. I don't think that this season by any means has been a waste by Michigan. I don't think that they have taken a step back in any way, really. I think that. Jawan has done a really nice job with this basketball team, and I think that if number four recruiting class yeah. comes in, that you know, mm-hmm. and that shells out to be the, the you know the the shiznit yeah. over here.
1: Well, I wouldn't say um, I think maybe their Big Ten tournament hopes aren't going to be high. Yeah. But I wouldn't count them out in the no big and, and, big, and big tournament because at all. if right. they're projected to be a five or a six, mm-hmm. meaning you're going to be playing the ten or the eleven seed. Right. And then you don't have to hit the number one and the number two seeds right away. You're playing the the four seed and the right. three seed. I can see that. I think you yeah. can have a nice sweet sixteen possible run right. Absolutely. if you play the right teams. If you get And if they get hot, time.
0: we've seen it in the beginning of the year, right? Yeah. Your three point shooting all of a sudden shoots to sixty yeah. percent. And you're you're beating Gonzagas. You're mm-hmm. beating the Oregons. You're beating these teams that are very good basketball teams. It's all about it's all about getting hot at the right, right time. Exactly. So you know we saw it last year with Texas Tech that defense just strangle people. Strangle Michigan right out of the damn tournament. You know, you've seen those kinds of plays happen, so... If they get hot and the shooting comes around, we've seen it before. We saw that run, you know, when they won when they went against Villanova, Two right? Years ago. They yeah. just it just sometimes magic happens, yeah. right? So we're not going to count them out. We're like I said, we're going to do a whole show probably on March Madness, yeah. but um, just wanted to kind of check in with both of those guys and, and see where we got going into Big Ten play. Um, just real quick, your thoughts on on Howard's first season as Michigan I mean, goes. I think it's we're not talking about Spartans. Izzo's been there forever, yeah. so
1: I think it's been. Um, perfectly fine. I yeah. think I think you, you're hurting only because the Big Ten is so, so good. good this year yes. that it yes. almost looks like, like right now you're sitting at 8 and you're like, wow, your 8 B-line was Yo, 4 last better. year right. or whatever exactly. you want to say. But then last year, I was like, yeah, but last year it was a three-team race to win the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. This year, there's... Twelve teams that are going to make the tournament, right? So, exactly. I, um, yeah. I, I mean, for the comparative competition that you're playing, you were able to beat Michigan State this year at least once. Mm-hmm. Maybe we even split play them again yep. in, the, in the tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you had a very good. Vol- the, you had a good year. I think the Spartans only. I think, yeah. only and I think Spartans
0: year. and Michigan are closer than people think too. I, I do think Spartans are the better team. I think. I think know? they're the better
1: team because they have cashes. Right. 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 Exactly. Um, yes. I think. The, I think like if I was drafting players for a team, it would probably be like – I think I would have more Michigan players. Yes,
0: I would too, but I think that Winston puts them over the top because he makes – Everybody else better.
1: Yeah, Winston even Tillman might be the first two picks. Right, but I think the next five would be Michigan players. Exactly. But those two put them more in the top.
0: Right. Exactly. So you know it's but you know you can tell both games that they've played have been close. Right. You know both ways. So you just kind of go in and just kind of say you know when you look at Juwan's resume, right? You know they're nineteen and eleven as of this recording. You know they're they're right there. You just kind of feel like you know. you know, they didn't take a massive step back that I think some people were expecting. Almost yep. they're like, "Well, what's he gonna do? He's gonna be a head coach." It's like, yeah, hey, but he knows basketball, and if he's gonna be able to recruit the way that he's recruiting, there's another couple guys now are in on two, I think four or five stars. I think yep. another power forward, another center. And so, man, they land those guys too. Oh boy, you know what I mean? Look out, we got some big, big things happening. But all right, let's shift our focus now to the XFL. This is the XFL. We're talking, uh, you know, we've talked about them. You know, we previewed the rules. We've got, we're four or five weeks in now. You know, um, you know, it's been it's been heavily advertised that you know we've we really we really enjoy the XFL. We really enjoy the product, the the review things and stuff like that. Real quick though, did you see? The battle or the not the, Hawks, the 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 roughnecks and the Seattle game, how that ended. Yeah, I did. Where he took a knee with three seconds left and the refs just ran that off did. the field and went, Nope, game's over Yeah and then the le- and left. How crazy yeah. is that? Just goes to show you no matter how many changes you make yeah. to, to officiating all stuff, it does it's yeah, just, just like it's just a crack. It's terrible. I mean, does it really matter? Probably not. But nah. the point being is that where they were at, there's a, a chance. There's, there's a chance, right? For it's not time. like they're on the twenty of their own other team. It was yeah. like you were you were in striking distance yeah. for sure. But a lot of things would have had just just some just small tidbit. But. Uh, Mike your thoughts on the XFL you're five weeks in some of the luster maybe the the varnish just kind of rubbed off a little bit now it's just football every week right so your thoughts on the product are we are you still as high as you were on it say week 1 or week 2 I mean, I know we're happy with our Battlehawks we, we are you know what I mean exactly, exactly. I think team. thank god we it's chose Red It's right going to be
1: sad if the Detroit team expands and then I like we got to switch maybe, maybe it'll be
0: on the other conference though, so we can we can still root for both <laughs> statistically probably not I
1: know we'll try <laughs> right Um, but I've been very happy with the product. I think it's it's been very fun to watch. I think, um, the league isn't as diverse as people think it is Mm -mm. or as top heavy, I guess you Mm -hmm. could say. I think it is very diverse. I think, um, you have teams like the Wildcats or the Guardians or even the Dragons who are like. They're not good, but they can come to play one week. Like the Dragons play the Roughnecks, right? The Roughnecks are going by forty, and then the Dragons somehow come out there, and you're like, wait, yeah, they're by two scores, they're by two scores, or the Wildcats upset the Defenders by forty points, right? Because no one saw that coming. Like I think there's there's the top teams like the Battlehawks and the Roughnecks that are clearly there and much better than everybody else, but then there are the teams in the middle of the pack that are like could we could we fight they're, all beating, some, each other. they're yeah, all, all beating each other up and what's crazy
0: too else. is and i do think once again it's funny how this happens right i think it's been quarterback play and consistency at the quarterback position you look at every other team in the league and you go they've all had they've all started more than one quarterback yeah the, they are the only two teams right now in the league to yeah. have their same starting quarterback from week one to week two Five. What, what, yeah. yeah, exactly. So I will say the know, only
1: caveat is Dallas wouldn't have switched to their quarterback right. if it wasn't for
0: injuries. Right, right. Yeah, no doubt. But, right. Yeah. So but my yes, point being right, point even Landry though. Jones, I think he was starting he didn't play he didn't play yesterday. No, because well, he's hurt he, he 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 again. Injured, right, exactly. I think it's because he's six hundred pounds, but <laughs> that's another he's point. The big Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, yeah. except with no mobility, it's fine. Um, but right, I, I'm with you though. I still really enjoy the product. It's still must watch TV for yeah. me, especially when the Battle Hawks play. But like, I will sit down, mm-hmm. and I know the I know it's two and five. I will watch a game. Just to watch it. Like, I enjoy hearing the play calls. I enjoy that stuff. I enjoy... I think the commentating has been really nice. Um, you know, the review system, regardless, outside of a couple minor blips there, but overall, the review system, it's been nice to see. It's something that I think the NFL needs to adapt immediately. Um, you know, and I think it's just been fun at yeah. the end of the day. I think it's... I, I think, think it's... Everything
1: that you wanted it to be. I think the times and the day it comes on, it's almost perfect yes. to... To every other sport, whatever everything yes. else is doing, mm-hmm. because they know they don't want to compete uh, with Saturday night basketball right after right. the football seasons. They always put ABC as their primetime football at eight, or basketball at eight thirty at night mm-hmm. on Saturdays. So they have their games at two and five or three right. and, and six. Right, and instance, right before, basketball before starts, the basketball then starts, you're right into your game. or they're yep. not missing UFC events because they're yep. right before. Right. And then on Sundays. Um, they interact with the NBA a little bit, but right. it's easy to go back and forth, and there's not much NBA on Sundays. They usually have an early game, yeah. and usually the night games are just the okay, okay yeah. like the Pistons right. play or whatever, right. exactly. but then you can have the night games with mm-hmm. the XFL. I think they do a good job with the scheduling, yes. and I think that they got really lucky in having three to four very good teams yes. to where they can kind of spread the games out, so you get like... Battlehawks and Vipers, and you're like, right. well, the Vipers aren't really good, but at least the Battlehawks are good, so it's mm-hmm. a fun game. Mm-hmm. And you have at least one primetime game a week yeah, right. where you're like, wow, two undefeated teams. Let's see right. or yeah, whatever. Exactly. So I think yeah. you have and, enough to keep right. it going and there.
0: And you seen now, right, there is you know the the level of play is higher, yes. right, than than I think some people expected. I do think there's going to be several people that are picked up. After the season yeah. ends, you know, because there is an actual designated time for the NFL to sign XFL players, yeah. you know, for tryouts like that. I wouldn't be surprised if the Battlehawks quarterback gets signed somewhere. Yeah. Just to, at least on a tryout preseason yeah. roster basis. I mean, he's 22. No. You know what I mean? Like, you know, PJ Walker, I bet gets signed. You know, yeah. I think Pierce Sunnell, I think it's another guy who probably I think it's interesting,
1: though, because I don't think a lot of these guys. I don't know how great they're going to be if and they're the, not in next Oh, no, for sure. I just battle. think they're going to get a try. Yeah, they like, well wow, you played
0: really well, and there may be some upside to you. Let's see. I think it's going to
1: be interesting. I think this is something that we're going to look at. Yeah. And someone like Jordan Tatum, I think, is a perfect example yeah. where do you want to be – on an NFL team but very low on the scale right. or you can be the face of the of, of the franchise right Yeah, but like which one you right. might not make as much but you're playing football still and you're the face of the league right. which one do you go to and be, like PJ yeah. Walker yeah. it's the same it's thing it's weird
0: to think about you know like how theoretically right like say the Battle Hawks and the Roughnecks in the end right say we win say we win the thing and then next year, like, half the team's gone. Like, yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? Where you're like, oh, crap. Like, yeah. that's, <laughs> you know, that's now what, we're the
1: worst team in the league because we're terrible. <laughs> I think I think what this league's going to benefit <clears throat> from if it keeps going is the college talent. Because I yes. think if you get, hypothetically, say, like, a Trevor Lawrence-type player right. in his first freshman year, yeah. then you have him for three years. So, you know, you can at least build the league around him for, like, three years. I think it's going to be those college guys that very, can't be yeah. in yeah, the yeah, exactly, league for, for three sure. years. Yeah. I, think you'll build see, I
0: think you'll start seeing guys, like, from the CFL. starting to come Come, over, you know what I mean? I think you'll start seeing guys, you know, that maybe don't want to play. It's going to turn very NBA-esque, you know, where it's like, I don't want to go play college ball. I'm going to pull the Lamelo route, and I'm just going to go play overseas for a couple years. Yeah, I'm going to play in the XFL going to play. I'm going to play in the XFL, and then I'm going to go to the NFL after a few years because I'm going to make money this way. Exactly. It's it's very interesting to see. You know, I really hope. um, Let's talk real quick, though. Are you concerned at all? You know, somebody made a point, you know, that you know the ratings have, have been down every week since the debut, right? Mm-hmm. However, they're still the highest-ranked show or game or program in their time slot. Mm-hmm. You know, so everything's kind of... I mean, you having games in the middle of the day on Saturday, you're not going to get a six-point rating. It's yeah. just not happening. You know what I mean? Especially as the weather gets nicer. But... They're still the highest-ranked show on their respective networks, right, with ABC, ESPN, or whatever. Um, Are you concerned at all with the the trend of the ratings being down at all? Or are you okay because they're still technically the highest-rated show on their network? See, I read a report. In that time frame.
1: I'm perfectly fine, and I would say that because I read a report that... They weren't expecting more than 700,000 people to watch every game. Right. And I they don't think they've had under a million right. in yeah. any game they're, so far. Yeah, they're right so around they're, that. Yeah. they're over their projected average mm-hmm. already. Yeah. So I'm perfectly fine. Right. They're declining slightly due to everything that you just mentioned. Right. But if you're still hitting a million people watching a football game on a Saturday at 2 o'clock. Right. I'm I think you're either. doing a yeah. good job. And well, it's not and it's a new right. league. It's not couch football. Yeah,
0: and exactly and I think too, your the gameplay itself has not been like, Oh my gosh, like you can totally tell this is not the NFL. Yeah. Like, oh jeez, like this is bad. Good gameplay, competitive games usually, right? I think that the presentation's been nice. It's way better than the first time they tried this. Yeah. It's way better. I mean, if you weren't alive then, go back and look at old footage because it was terrible. Yeah. Um, but point being, right, is that you just go and go, all right, this could be a viable league. Do you think we're going to see a Season 2 Oh, absolutely! Yeah, I, I think agree, yeah. I think
1: we're going to at least see a season three. I yeah. think maybe after that's iffy, but right. I think, I think as long as the money's
0: there, I think yeah. I think you can do it. I man, will I mean. say,
1: and to to that last point before we move on to these yeah, wrestling awards, sure. I will say that. Um, that like the NFL comparison, like it looks like the NFL. We were watching the Battlehawks game last week and yeah. they were playing the Guardians. Yeah. And if you didn't have the XFL logos on, right. I like I think an average person would have guessed it's just the NFL. Right. Later. Right. Because it just looked there was like enough people in the crowd and yeah. it just looked like an NFL style game. And that's
0: something too, we talked about and I think that you know you just mentioned to me off air that you know that the Battlehawks sold out their upper bowl. Yeah. They that. Sold out so their it, upper bowl which means right that there's a th- that's the thing, man. Football is football in America, right? So if say an Oakland, right, they want football back, right? If there's if there's room for expansion, I honestly don't think that they should come to Detroit or a Chicago. I don't think they should come here at all. I think they should go to an Oakland team, right? Yeah. Or they should go to like a you know, instead of Seattle, maybe it was a Portland or something like yeah. that. So a team that are, are areas that maybe have have still have a stadium mm-hmm. ready to go, right? That they have something that looks presentable and nice like a professional league should have but maybe teams that used to have football or have never had football before mm-hmm. you know you you've got all these college stadiums you mean to tell me that you can't use some of these places you know yeah. like it's it's those places that i think you get the most fanfare for just because man we don't have football anymore like we don't have a team to root for like we have the lions for better or worse, we have the Lions, right? Now, if they made a team here, would I be happy? Yes, I would. But at the same time, would it be cooler to see one in, you know, North Dakota or something yeah. like that? Just because it's a different area, it's a, mm-hmm. different, it's a different part of the world. I think that, I think you have more long-term success with because then it's like, yeah, you've got Detroit-Chicago, but we've got, you know, this team and this team and this team and more like that, yeah. you know. So it would be interesting to see if there is expansion in there. I don't think we'll see expansion this year. <laughs> No. after this season, I think they need to wait a couple of years, but I think after season two, if they continue on this trend, I definitely think you could see expanded, you know, to a couple more teams yeah. for sure. Um uh, which includes more revenue then obviously for the teams. But all right, let's jump now to the end of the episode. Let's jump right into these Pro Wrestling Observer Awards. Uh, Dave Meltzer, big guy in the wrestling industry, writes a lot of like the dirt cheat kind of stuff, or you know, writes a lot about the backstage stuff. He's got unnamed sources a lot of times. A lot of times the stuff that we somewhat reference on the show where did you hear this, did you hear this? It's usually coming from him or somebody like him. There's other couple sites. Pro Wrestling Sheet is another one uh, that's pretty in depth. But basically, it's, it's the background stuff that you, you want to know about the wrestling business, but you don't. They don't come right out and say a lot of times. Where why did this guy lose the title? Why is this happening? Where's this guy been? Why is this doing this? What was the rationale behind Vince McMahon pulling the trigger on Drew McIntyre? Those kinds of little details that you know, as wrestling fans, we want to know about. That's where these guys come in. So they do awards every single year. Um, Let's just go right in. Let's go, like just you know waiting on you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's go. I guess is it? Do they call it superstar? Or they call it wrestler.
1: They call them. Let's see. What is this?
0: I'm, I'm WWE. Like you know, yeah, through and through. So like, <laughs> it, I don't kind of call these it superstar?
1: are cool because this this is mixed with yeah. the UFC. So they have wrestler of the year. They yeah. have um, most outstanding wrestlers. So they're all okay. wrestler based. Okay. Topics. Okay um so we're gonna start with i guess the most prestigious one um wrestler of the year yeah um wrestler of the year was won by chris jericho right In all elite wrestling and new japan pro wrestling yeah thoughts
0: um why going we say after every time thoughts thoughts yeah we <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just sure it just says thoughts dot 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 <laughs> <laughs> um no, i deserved well yep. deserved I, there's not anybody in the wwe right now that you can point to in having it i don't think in new japan you could you could make the argument theoretically osprey or naito just based off of the years they had yep. but uh, from a match quality perspective, especially. But Jericho joining a new company, you know, he still did the stuff in New Japan, which was really good. You know, he did the thing with Tanahashi and whatever. Uh, did the stuff with Naito and everything else. But this past year, AEW starting up, he's the pillar of that of that entire company. He's a true face of the company. He's the biggest fish they could have possibly landed for that company with the most name value. The resume to boot, he's the first champion. He completely changed his whole gimmick again for the 15th time, right? You know, he's literally put himself on a Mount Rushmore of the greatest of all time, in my opinion. Like, I was thinking about this pretty heavily when we were actually at the show, and I was like... I'm like, man. When you really think about it, he's got everything. He's got the accolades. He's got the mic work. He's got the characters. He's got everything you could ever ask for in a in a in a groundbreaking performer mm-hmm. that we may never see again. Like legitimately, like a guy to change his persona and change and, and everything he does gets over. Mm-hmm. Everything he says something one night and it's over. It's crazy. So absolutely well deserved. You know, I'm, is he the he's the oldest guy to ever win this award too? Right? It's uh, my.
1: Yes. Yeah. Th- looking at this list, I yeah. mean, Ric Flair won it, but that was in 86, yes, so I don't know not, about No, no. He, don't don't know he know wasn't 45 then. Yeah, was, yeah. <laughs> so um, so but, I, I think, I yeah. mean, looking at the list, I think he is the oldest. Yeah. So, wrestler.
0: I mean, the fact that he's still doing what he's doing and performing at the level he's performing at is absolutely phenomenal. So, good for him.
1: Uh, most outstanding wrestler is Will Ospreay. Okay.
0: newspaper wrestler yeah, That makes sense, Matt. Thoughts? It was, it was, I mean... <laughs> You say it so like like what do you think about that, you jerk? Yeah. <laughs> um, once again, well deserved, right? I wanna see more out of Well Osprey this year. Me I think too. this is I think this upcoming year is a year where he's bulked up a little bit. He's gonna get it out of the he's juniors. He's an official yeah, heavyweight. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah he's, yeah. Yeah, he's out of, of yeah, he's out of the juniors now this is a year where he really needs to show out, whether it's a U.S. title run, an Intercontinental title run, a tag title run, something where he needs to start standing out. It's like one of those things like we've been talking about for so long. Mm-hmm. It's now is the time for him to really kind of get this bootstrap and yes. up through the roof for me. Right. Not Maybe not world champion. He doesn't need to be world champion, but a mid-card title run for yeah. sure is definitely needed. Yeah.
1: Um, tag team of the year. Uh, the last five years have been won by the Young Bucks. Who do you now? It's someone different. Who do you think it is?
0: Oh, uh, I'm you? gonna say Lucha Bros.
1: You are spot on. Am I really?
0: Yep. <laughs> All Elite awesome. Wrestling,
1: Impact Wrestling, Lucha Libre, Triple A worldwide.
0: Yeah, I mean they're everywhere. Number yeah. one, they're two, they're two of the best workers in the world, right? Um, uh, the Bucks haven't done enough to, to to warrant that, honestly, in my opinion. Um, because they've been trying to start a company, obviously. So yeah. I I think it's very well deserved. If you haven't seen a Lucha Brothers match, you should definitely. Take a look yeah. and watch. Tune into
1: all out that ladder match. It's oh my gosh, one of the best
0: fantastic! Yeah, well, just watch. Just watch them in, And that's the thing too is that they're such a good tag team because they can go singles too. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're both. You know, I mean, Ray Phoenix, former A Mega Champion. So Ray, Fe-
1: Ray Phoenix might be one of the best singles guys. Oh yeah,
0: for sure. You Fair. know, Pentagon was Impact Champion. He was uh, Lucha Underground Champion. So was Ray Phoenix. They've been tag champs together. Um, you know, A they dominate. Yeah. You know, they really do. So I, that doesn't shock me in the slightest. Um... Let's see. Best on interviews.
1: Oh, I would say Jericho.
0: I would still say Jericho. Yeah, I mean, he's been phenomenal all year. Chris Jericho won
1: this yeah. All Elite Wrestling New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah.
0: I mean, like I said, he says things. He, he says Le Champion one time. What's happened? Oh, there's a shirt now. Le Champion, mm-hmm. right? I own it. Like it's it's that it's that quick, right? With that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So the fact that it, and he once again he is the perfect guy. At the perfect time to elevate this company into another level. I mean, I know he just dropped the world title, but the you know like last week, right, was a perfect example. Oh, if I lose this tag match, I'm gone for 90 days, and everybody thought, oh, he's going away to do Fozzy, and then they win. Mm-hmm. And it's like that little stuff like that where you just go, aha, see, we we know what you were thinking, you know. Mm-hmm. And the fact he's still putting butts in seats and he's putting on great matches, that's what that's what a that's what a true greatest of all time kind of does at this mm-hmm. point in his career. Um promotion of the year. Um he's gonna say New Japan. New Japan. Yeah. Since twenty
1: twelve they yeah. have won seven straight
0: titles. That doesn't shock me. He had the double title match, you know, this yeah. year. They did a lot of new things for Wrestle Kingdom. Wrestle Kingdom was really good this year. I don't know necessarily though if it was better than last year in my opinion. I, I, I thought last year's show was pretty darn good. Yeah, I did So too. this year's show was really good, but I think some of the undercard was not as good. Nah. As the, I mean, the the main matches, right, like the Intercontinental World title and then the, and then the double were phenomenal. Yeah. But outside of that, I think some of the lower card stuff was kind of lacking, yeah. whereas last year I felt like, wow, top to bottom. I mean, you had Jericho, Naito, Tanahashi, Omega. You had, you know, uh, it just, just difference. You know what I mean? Yeah. You could feel it, so um yeah switchblade nokata just because kind of thing yeah. a little bit different but I, I i still think with what Meltzer grades his stuff on the ability and everything else you know profitability all that good stuff mm-hmm. you, you really got to throw it to them they reloaded after all those guys left and as i said many times they did a great job doing yeah. it show of the
1: year this is best like weekly tv yeah. show of the year. oh best show best weekly tv show
0: is what oh jeez so i'm gonna say it. It, i'm gonna say nxt but i have no idea uh, Dynamite. Did he really? Yeah. Yeah, see, I don't agree with that. Just just because they haven't been around long enough, number one. Number two, I don't think the show has been must-watch TV every single week, in, no. in my opinion. I right? think starting from January right, it has been. Yeah, it's been, it's been good the last couple of weeks, but it, it, as far as the entirety of the show, after the first couple episodes, I go, all right, now what? Yeah. You know what I mean? So I don't necessarily agree with that. I don't really know if any show was better, mm-hmm. but I don't necessarily think that I think you could have thrown any show up there, and I would have probably disagree, so <laughs> I don't really... <laughs> Yeah, um, and
1: the final one is <clears throat> match of the year.
0: Oh, boy. Yike-bye-yike. Um, this one's going to be hard. I don't
1: think you'll think of this, no? but you might, oh, might
0: No it. I think it should be, in, in my opinion, I think it should be uh, uh, Bushi Okada night one. That match, I think, was better than any match that I've seen this year that I can at least think of yeah. in my head.
1: Yeah. Uh, he puts Will Ospreay and Shingo Tagagi in the best of the Super Juniors finals. You see,
0: that was good, right? Yeah. I really enjoyed that match, but I don't think that. I, I no, also I think like to that think. S- this is a
1: 2019, so I think since New Oh, uh, yeah, maybe that's this, in 2020. Yeah, it I thought that. Yeah. Count. Yeah, right.
0: Well, uh, another reason why I thought of that, too, was the stakes were high for Battle of the Super Juniors, right? But the stakes were really high for that yep. match. You know what I mean? So maybe I'm just. My, my timeline's a little bit off. That's not a bad choice. By any means, you know what I mean. But like I said, just yeah, I had a feeling it was going to be someone in the juniors, just because you said I'm probably not going to get it. But I still went with like yeah. what I thought was the best match. So, but and those are the big. big yeah, ones. I mean, you know, I, I don't really have any complaints, honestly. Do you on that? I mean, no, it's pretty. I mean, really. it's pretty staple through. I know WWE heartfelt. Faithfuls are like, well, you play WWE, I'm like, yeah, but, you know, who knows, If Drew McIntyre goes out and has a great year, you know yeah. what I mean, you know, um, Becky was female wrestler of the year, that yeah. makes you guys feel any better, so obviously there's some stuff there, but the it's so much diversified in the WWE, where anytime you're top of the world one minute, next day you're, you're losing to Riddick Moss, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, it is what it is, so it, it, it's just a little bit different in the WWE, where I feel like you have longer runs on top usually, in, in New Japan or yeah, even in yeah. AEW, right? Where it's like there's really like a whole thing built around you. Like Jinder Mahal was WW champion and now you haven't seen him in three weeks. Yeah. You know? So it's just a little bit a little bit different, you know, it's a little more changing atmosphere. There's more content. Mm -hmm. than wwe too so it's 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 you know you're recycling things through a little bit faster so it's probably why you're not seeing that you know as much but anyway that's going to be it for this week's episode next week we're doing a free agency primer we're going to see maybe how it affects maybe some possible mock drafts we're going to be doing that lots of great stuff coming your way next week and maybe some quick hitters as well for the merc zone for the missing whale man i'm the mouth of michigan and we will see you guys as always next time